Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Hello, everyone. This is Naomi. I hope you're doing really well today. I am excited to jump into another topic today about trust. Yes, talking about building trust with your event teams. And trust is an important aspect of an effective team. So that is why I want to share with you some key ways that you can build trust and Just do it in a way that can bring you more clarity, more confidence, and more ease when you're planning. And when you have all those things, then the whole burnout factor, stress factor, it goes down significantly. So building trust is definitely an integral part to having a successful event and having a successful event in which gives you a little bit more ease back in your life. And we all can have a little bit more of that, we would welcome that into our lives, right? So let's jump in. First off, you may be wondering, who am I talking about when I'm saying your event team? Your event team can be anyone that's supporting you for the event. Now, events all look different, right? So we can have small events of 50 people, and then we can have big, huge citywide you know, citywide conferences, right? There's all different ranges of different events that can occur. But when I speak about your event team, it's it's really everyone involved. It's your event staff. It's possibly your registration support team. It's all of your venues. If you have uh, hotels or special venues and their teams and the departments within those that are helping you. It could also be your DMC, destination destination management professionals, rental companies, caterers, transportation companies. So many different types of companies and different types of support can be on your event team. And you're probably going to ask me, well, why should I build trust with them? All they need to do is do their job, right? Well, In the Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, it's a book. Again, like I said, I like to be dropping these books. Now, Simon Sinek states that there is a gap or there's a difference between the group of people who work together and a group of people who trust each other. So we can just be working together, but we probably can do more, get farther, do greater things if we were a group of people who also trust each other. So The aim is to really build that trust. Now, how do you build trust? Because how do you really measure trust? Well, trust is a feeling. So trust isn't necessarily something that you can measure easily, right? You can't just order people around and just tell them, hey, you need to trust me because they are going to have their opinions of you no matter what you say, right? So you might be asking then, how do I build trust? Well, when you're building trust, There are several things that we might need to take a look at, and I want to jump into those. First thing is when you're building trust, trust doesn't just start with when you have your team. 
you can build trust before you even bring your team on board, right? And there are some cues of trustworthiness that you can really tune your ear and your eye into so that you're not just making a decision based off of their performances. So how do you do that? A very key way to be able to hire on or add on to your team with trust in mind is feedback, feedback from others, right? So other people's experience with this vendor, was it a relationship that was able to be trusted? Was this person able to be trusted with certain things? Those are some questions that you can ask. Now, you can do this with several things. If it's an individual that you're looking to hire, you can take a look at the resume. You can ask for references. You can ask that person their most trusting moment, let's say, within their particular experience at work. You can also ask around in the industry. We have different relationships with people. Maybe you know someone that also works with a particular vendor and you can ask them for feedback on their, not only just their performance, but also can they be trusted, right? Those are a good, that's a good way to hire or add to your team based on trust. So that's one of the ways that you can build trust. Now we're moving on to the second way that I have for you. The second way that you can actually build trust with your event team is to be safe in expressing yourself and to feel safe with being vulnerable. Now, you may be already having this red caution flag going off. Naomi, with an event team, why do I need, what do I need to be vulnerable about? This is a business. Why can't they just do it? (laughs) Just do the work. Well, let me tell you a few things, right? That as planners, you may feel hesitant to share, but it may strengthen the relationship with your team if you share, and it might even make things more successful. So here are the little ways that you can actually build trust through expressing yourself and through being a little bit vulnerable with the people that you work with. Let's say you can just share how important the event is for you, right? So the event is pretty important to you. You want to express how important it is to you. That is a vulnerable moment. You don't have to share that, but it's something that you are vulnerable with and you can share it. And if a vendor or a teammate understands how important the event to you, they then also can feel connected to that purpose and to that importance and really be united with you on it. And that brings a greater sense of responsibility and a greater sense of unity that you may not get if you don't share those things. Another thing that you can share, perhaps share how important the event is for the client. Perhaps your client has a very motivating factor that you want to share along with your team. And perhaps let's say this is an event and you need it to go well because of something. (laughs) Share what that is. Share what's on the line for you when, you know, for this event to go off well. So those are just some really small areas. It doesn't take much for you to build trust over time with a vendor. And those little areas can stack up and layer on themselves over time. And that builds up your trustworthiness with your team. Now, some other areas that you can be vulnerable, we shared some, a couple areas, but here are some kind of not so popular ways to build trust. So Instead of just 
you can express yourself, but what about expressing yourself and being honest about things like your shortfalls? Now that's something that we don't always share, but let's face it, a lot can go wrong when we're planning events and they're, you know, event planners, we do wear capes. However, things do go wrong, right? And we wanna make sure that we are owning it, that we're being honest about those shortfalls so that we can work together and solve them. So whatever it is, the list can go on. Perhaps you forget to add a pop-up room and forget to tell your hotel and the hotel has to scramble and make it work at the last minute. Perhaps there's a VIP ad that came in at the very last minute and you forgot to share that. So now we're scrambling, right? There's all these little nuances can be can happen at the event. And it's understandable because we have a lot on our shoulders as event planners, but being honest about our shortfalls when they happen can allow us to work together and solve things a lot more quickly than doing things like pointing fingers or, you know, casting blame on other things. And we'll get to a little bit of that later. All right. So another way that you can build trust with your event team is to ask for help. Now, this is another vulnerable thing. When we ask for help and state the reason why we need help and why that help would be helpful to us, it it puts you again in an area where you're expressing yourself, you're being honest about it, and you're putting it on the table so that we can help to solve what you need, okay? This also can be a really great trust builder when it comes to delegation. And this is something that, again, we've talked about and we've shared about, and we really talk about delegation a lot within the Banish Burnout Challenge. So if you're really interested in joining that challenge, we talk about a lot of things in order to make your life easier as event professionals, especially if you're struggling with burnout and you want some some burnout prevention. We go through a whole week of burnout prevention and that's at www.plannersonpurpose.com backslash banish burnout. Join me there. But we do talk about delegation and you need to be able to ask for help. And sometimes that can come by you asking someone to take over a specific task or a specific function so that you can be able to get it off your plate And by asking for help and that person actually meeting you with doing that task, it establishes a trust, right? So that also is a very great way in order for you to build trust with your team. All right. Another thing that can help, and this is pretty practical, right? But I'm going to put it out there. It's just to have regular team meetings, right? It sounds very simple, but you would be amazed that that there still are events that are being planned that do not have, let's say, these regular meetings that occur. But definitely just try to have regular meetings with your team. Bring all of the people together that really, probably not everyone, but maybe the leads of the different aspects of your event together to basically have a meeting about your event to talk through some of those intersecting points. When you go on a site visit, include, let's say you're a DMC, include certain people in your meeting so that you can start to see things from different perspectives as you're walking through the property or the city for your event, okay? Sometimes this does not happen, but when you do create space for it, it allows for the discussion, it allows for all of these things to happen with building trust, the whole sharing and expressing ourselves and being vulnerable and asking for help. A lot of those things can really help when we have those regular meetings that do occur. 
Now, I want to share a quote with you by Brené Brown. I really, I really love Brené Brown's work. And she has a book called Dare to Lead. That's another wonderful book. But she says, trust and vulnerability go together. And to betray one is to destroy both, right? So like I mentioned, for example, when asking for help, you are asking for that help, you're being vulnerable, and that person responds with doing the thing. So trust is established. So it does go hand in hand. So definitely let's remember that when we're going out and we're building trust with our teams that we want, want to make sure that we are being vulnerable and that we're being trusting too, okay? So you might be asking, okay, what would happen if we don't establish trust with our vendors and with our event team, right? Without vulnerability, what could happen is that either we as a planner or the vendor can be forced to do things like lie, can be forced to hide and fake and just compensate for the wrongdoing that they did because they were not honest about their shortfalls. We could also hide mistakes, right? Again, because we're not necessarily being completely honest. So we just hide things. We can act as though we know what we're doing without asking for help. And we never admit we need help for fear of humiliation, right? We're not being vulnerable. We just are fearful. And then that means that we do not share. And all of these things can lead to just the crumbling of the event or just a destabilization of the event. You probably can still have a great event that would go on, but it could be better, right? Or you probably will see that your event team is a little bit unstable. There's not necessarily trust happening with different people on the team, because let's say if you have a team member that's not being vulnerable or not trustworthy, some of these things can happen where you then have to triage and really try to get it to be a little bit better. So when we're thinking about what happens when trust cannot be established, that is something that could occur. All of those things can occur. All right. Well, I hope that this helps. We've talked about building trust with your event teams, talked about who your event team is, why you should build trust with your team, how you should build trust. I gave you several different ways for you to be able to build trust with your team. We talked about how important asking for help is and then wrapped up today with like what happens when you don't have trust established and it cannot be established. What are some of the consequences of that? I really hope that this episode gave you some useful tips to build trust with your teams and to bring more ease into your planning process because that is what we are all about. I just want to thank you so much for listening. And until next time, please stay on purpose. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.